Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Testudo Talk podcast, and we've got a packed episode for you all today. We've got men's basketball talk, football talk. We're going to be previewing the Friday night basketball game at Villanova, and then we're going to be transitioning into the football preview for the game uh, against Michigan on Saturday. I'm Emmett Siegel. I'm alongside Andrew Chodis, as always. And we're going to start with uh, with some basketball talk. Um, for anyone that's interested in listening to the football portion of the episode and maybe wants to skip over basketball, you can hit the timestamps in the description and it'll lead you right there. But let's start with some basketball talk. We haven't really had an opportunity to fully recap what happened in Asheville to the men's basketball team. Um, it was not a pretty weekend. They went 0-2. They lost to Davidson and UAB, two teams that they were favored to beat, finished last in the tournament. They were the only team not to win a game. Um, what we saw was certainly not encouraging, but it is early in the season, and I think that we have to keep that in mind. Andrew, I know you've been saying that. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from from what you saw over the weekend? Uh, I think the biggest takeaway, uh, specifically to, to the to the performance, what I think would be their their lack of offensive rhythm, their inability to to shoot the basketball. Obviously, very concerning uh, early in the season. These were things that we talked about in the off season. You know, we thought there would be a major lapse in their in the team's ability to, to shoot the uh, the three point ball, but to make under ten uh, in the entire tournament and to take almost forty is something that you just you can't do. Um, when when you when you're not able to shoot the ball, um, I think Willard's obviously he's still working out a lot of stuff with the team. I think uh, rotational wise, we saw Jordan Gerano uh, get get a shot at the three in the first game. Noah Bachelor get a shot um, at small forward in the second game. Both didn't really work out um, for the two of them in starting roles. So a lot a lot to, to work past, a lot to work forward to. Um, obviously, it's disappointing, but it's. It's always better, you know, to, to have your worst in the beginning of the season, right? Because you can only learn and, and get better from there. I know Willard himself, you know, voiced his displeasure over kind of how this early season worked out the schedule. I, I know that this actual tournament was something that was booked under Mark Turgeon. But in general, it's, two, it's, it's a tournament where you're expected to win. You have to put out better performances than you did. But with that said, you lose by one shot in both games and you played really poorly. So I guess that's a, a positive if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, it's really early in the season and, um, you know, only three games in it's, we don't want to rush to conclusions, obviously, because there's so much to be, to be done. And you even saw what happened last year, you know, with this team, it, they started hot and then they kind of had a lull in the middle of the season where everyone kind of jumped ship and then they, they got it back towards the end of the year. So, you know, it's a long season. Um, you know, this season will go all the way into March. We got all, it's, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. But uh, this was certainly not an encouraging start to the season. Um, the Mount St. Mary's win was kind of what it was. It wasn't overly impressive, but you get a win against a uh, against a lower level opponent. Then obviously the Davidson game, you had some defensive breakdowns and uh, weren't able to to shoot the ball at all. And same thing goes for UAB. Lots of turnovers in that game. Um, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Um Going back to what you said about the three-point shooting, that's probably the number one thing that I would be concerned about long-term. Um, Kevin Willard said today in his press conference that he thinks the team will be a little bit better than it showed. Doesn't necessarily think that they're going to be a great three-point shooting team. I think we can all agree on that just because there aren't a, a plethora of great three-point shooters on this roster, at least proven ones. But um, I expect the three-point shooting to get marginally better, maybe not super improved. Um, they probably should start taking less threes. But like we saw last year, they're kind of just going to keep taking them regardless of if they're going in or not. 
that's kind of seems to be what Kevin Willard is letting his team do. Um, so we'll see how that all pans out, but you got a big opportunity on Friday. This is coming out Friday morning. So tonight against Villanova um, road game, first true road game of the season, um, tough team that I believe is still in the AP pool will be dropping out of the AP pool uh, after losing to Penn, but um, two programs kind of seemingly in a similar ish spot with second year coaches looking to, you know, make their mark in year two, obviously Kevin Willard had a better year one than Kyle Neptune did, but, um, but yeah, it seems like it, it should be a good matchup with a lot of really interesting storylines. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just want to just go back and just add a little quick thing. Cause I know a lot of fans obviously think, Oh my God, this is season's over. It's terrible. We just on social media and stuff. I mean, the amount of, of upsets we've seen in college basketball in the early course of the season have been pretty ridiculous so far to this point. And, and I think it has to be, you have to consider that in college basketball, especially the parody, there's so many teams lose early and obviously extremely disappointing for Maryland, but the season is so long. You literally have over 25 games left uh, to work through your kinks, but moving on specifically to Villanova, very interested to see how Maryland comes out after obviously two straight disappointing losses I'm really intrigued to see what Willard does with his lineup. I, going back to what we mentioned with him experiment, experimenting with the small forward position, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jamie Kaiser crack the starting lineup. I know he hasn't looked so impressive defensively, and I and I and I have a feeling that's why Willard has opted to have him come off the bench and maybe provide a shooting spark. But just based on on how Geronimo um, and Bachelor both looked in a starting role, was really really poor. Bachelor was. To be kind, horrific uh, in, in his in his in his role against U, UAB. So, and again, we saw we saw the the rotation itself kind of shorten. We saw the bench shorten a, a little bit uh, in the first game. We saw ten play, ten players come in in the first few minutes. That went down, you know, went, uh, that went down a, a player against Davidson, and then against UAB, they basically rolled with six seven players the entire game. So I'm really intrigued to see if Will keeps on experimenting with that, or if he kind of has a solidified seven man rotation. I expect to see uh, a little bit of a longer rotation until maybe we get uh, a little bit farther into the season, but uh, certainly still a lot of room for experimentation, um, especially, like you said, at that forward position. It seems like the guard rotation is somewhat set. Uh, you know, Jameer Young and, and De- Deshaun Harris-Smith are pretty much going to start every game this year, and Jahari Long will probably be the first guard off the bench pretty much every game this year. But but yeah, like you said, at that forward position, that seems to be kind of the the question mark because you got Dante Scott and Julian Reese also starting in that lineup, which are, you know, they're going to start in that lineup pretty much the entire year, probably the entire year, you know, barring injury or something. So, you know, whether it's Bachelor, whether it's Geronimo, whether it's Kaiser, whoever it is, um, yeah, you're definitely going to need to see some improved minutes out of them. You're going to be interesting to see maybe how the substitutions work, maybe some some other bench guys play different minutes. I know Willard has said, over and over again, how, um, you know, he's blaming himself for some of the turnovers and stuff. Cause, cause guys weren't playing together over the summer. Um, it's a little bit weird that he spent the whole summer talking about how the Italy trip brought the team together. And then now here we are a week into the season. And he's saying that, you know, they need more time to gel cause they've only been playing for so long. Um, I know there were some injuries, but, but it's still a little bit interesting to, to hear that, but, uh, but yeah, but this this game has no shortage of storylines for for a game this early in the season. Um, I think we should start by talking about Hakeem Hart, who now plays for Villanova. Obviously, Maryland fans are very used to him in a Maryland uniform. He was there for four years, graduated from Maryland. Um, but then he went home, Philly guy, going back to Villanova in the transfer portal for his last year of college basketball. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what he does. And I know Kevin Willard had, had a funny comment today where he's like, I'm not looking forward to uh, – 
to playing Hakeem Hart, even though I love the guy, just because he's a great player and uh, and he's you know not playing maybe as much as you thought he was going oh, to yeah. so far, but uh, but still a really dynamic player on, on a pretty good Villanova team. Well, I, I was thinking about this kind of throughout the week of just how much more comfortable I would feel about this Maryland team if Hakeem Hart was still on it. Obviously, a dynamic scorer, something that the Terps are desperately missing right now. Kyle Neptune maybe doesn't agree with that sentiment that Hakeem Hart can provide a lot. Obviously, he hasn't seen a ton of minutes. Obviously, um, a much lesser role than was widely expected of him. But yeah, absolutely. Hakeem Hart, obviously, a really important um, asset to the team last year. Um, Maryland has has really struggled to kind of fill his shoes so far early on in the season. But it should be really interesting to see when he comes on the floor and maybe just the emotions uh, that we see out of him. Yeah, and also some some other interesting stuff. Uh, Dante Scott's also from Philly. He said the last time he played Hakeem Hart was in high school, so that's certainly interesting. Um, and then Jameer Young, we've talked about the DeMatha thing a couple times, but uh, but Justin Moore, starter, maybe Villanova's best overall player, uh, was his teammate at DeMatha and longtime friend. So um, it's interesting to see these two programs that haven't played a ton recently, but 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 share a lot of similar you know recruiting tactics and. You know, especially when Jay Wright was there, he would he was all in the DMV, you know, recruiting a lot of top players um, on some of those best teams. Um, it, it would definitely be an interesting game. Um, what are you expecting to see from Maryland um, when they come out in the pavilion? We'll be there um, and then we'll be making the short trip right back to, to Maryland for uh, for the football game on Saturday. But but speaking about basketball, what are you expecting to see? Are you expecting to see them maybe um play a little bit better than they did in Asheville, or are you maybe expecting to see a similar performance? I'm expecting to see a lot of Julian Reese and a lot less threes. Uh, that I mean, just, just based on how, you know, how much Willard was saying, even after after the Mount St. Mary's game, we're going to run our offense through Julian Reese. Kind of did that against against Davidson. UAB, get to, you know, get to get into foul trouble, weren't really able to do that. And then they start taking over 23s or close 23s doesn't work out at all. It, it leads to a bunch of easy possessions um, in transition for the opposition. So I'm expecting a lot of a lot of play down low for the Turks. I'm going to expect them to pound it inside. Uh, a lot less three point shooting, I would think. But they kept on shooting the ball when they when they're missing it in in Asheville. So not exactly sure. But I think number one would be. I think we came to the season thinking, you know defensively this team is sound right you know they're 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 going to have a lot of defensive energy a lot of great defensive effort and there were just so many lapses uh, against UAB and Davidson where just o- open men the, there are so many op- open shooters be- behind, beyond the arc obviously some crucial 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 plays late in the game where Dante Scott on both games m- missed, missed assignments um, let what uh, you know gave up wide open shots late in the game so I would expect more crispness um, on the defensive end and if there isn't I would be a lot more concerned than I than I about it than I am now well we will see if they uh, if they do actually take fewer threes I know that last year covering the team uh, we didn't really see much of a drop off even when the threes weren't falling it was kind of a similar problem although they had you know guys like Don Carey that were uh, that were brought in for shooting and maybe just struggling this year doesn't feel like they have a, a ton of guys just like ready to break out, but but we will definitely see. Um, and we should also talk a little bit about Villanova's team. Obviously, um, Villanova, the name brand, kind of you know represents itself. Um, two national championships under Jay Wright, really really good program. Kyle Neptune hasn't necessarily gotten off to the best start there, but but I know that uh, it's still early, like we said. Um, Justin Moore, we mentioned him, the Dematha connection. Um, he's the best player on this team, I think, mm-hmm. hands down. 
Um, but a really, really senior laden team, which is the number one thing that, that sticks out when you look at the roster, a really talented group kind of fits in that Villanova Jay Wright vibe where he felt like they were just really tuned up and, and really experienced every year. Um, so yeah, it should certainly be, be a tough matchup for a Maryland team that's still kind of getting to, to know itself. And a lot of the players bringing in transfers, bringing in freshmen, new guys coming in, um, guys leaving, like we mentioned, Hakeem Hart. Um, it, it would be an interesting matchup between one team kind of trying to gel with itself and then another team that has a lot of experienced players kind of all coming together um, at Villanova. Yeah, for sure. And I know you mentioned, obviously, Justin Moore, Villanova kind of starts and ends with him. Missed a lot of last season um, with injury, but his skill is 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 undeniable. He's averaging 18.7 points per game through, uh, through three games. Um, Villanova as a whole, their offense was lights out in their first two wins, which, again, the opponents weren't so great, American and LeMoyne. But like you mentioned, a really experienced team. They know how to win. They obviously a tough, a tough, tough season last year where they went 500. So they, they know how to face adversity. So obviously a team, even though they're coming off a loss to Penn, you obviously can't look them over. They are ranked 21 in the preseason poll for a good reason. Um, you know, between Justin Moore, Eric, uh, Eric Dixon also in, in, in the front court, obviously helps them a lot. Another really experienced guy. So Villanova, a really deep, a really experienced team and definitely a dangerous one. And also, even though Maryland hasn't necessarily been in the Big Ten for for all too long and um, hasn't necessarily participated in this event too much, uh, worth noting that this is probably the last year of the Gavit Games. Um, you know, scheduling conflicts, conference expansion, all the schedules changing has kind of doomed the league to a certain extent. The Big Ten is going to have 18 teams. The Big East has, I think, 11. Um, so definitely enjoy this one uh, while you have it. So let's 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 talk about what we expect from this game score wise, Andrew. Can you give a score prediction for this game? You think? Uh, what are you expecting to uh, to see on Friday? I think it's going to be a really competitive and really close game. I, I think Maryland's going to bounce back after having a week off. I think they they learned a lot about themselves uh, in 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 Asheville. Um, I think they're going to struggle offensively again, though. I I, I do think they are. Um, I think ultimately it comes down to the fourth quarter. I think Villanova prevails just by a bit in the end. I'm going to say 71 to 64. Okay. Um, worth also noting that Maryland refused to win road games last year. Um, that that is that is true. I forgot. Yeah, they. I forgot so about that. This will be an interesting, uh, maybe early look at uh, if that trend will change this year. I also think Villanova wins this game mostly just because they're at home. I give them a slight edge there, but but I do think it will be competitive. Uh, maybe a little bit lower scoring than you said. I'll go uh, 66, 61. Villanova. Um, so we both have Maryland starting one and three on the season, which obviously not optimal at all, especially when you look at the way this, the schedule was, uh, was shaping up. I do want to add, I, 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 like we said, I think they're going to start one and three, but I think it will look at this in a month and I think they will be like nine and four, 10 and three. I'm really not concerned about this group, which I know is weird for me, the, the Maryland athletic pessimist. Well, uh, a little bit of trivia time here for, for anyone that's oh. listening in for you. Can you name the last time that Maryland started a season one and three? COVID year? Or, or 2021 Danny Manning? Well, Turgeon was five mid-season. 2000, 2001. They made the final four. So, I mean, different schedule. What are you starting here, Evan? What are you starting here? What I'm saying is there's no reason to sound the alarms and to jump ship, even if they do start one and three. You know, it's a long, long season, so uh, so we don't want to jump to conclusions. I think I'm kind of uh, – I'm in your boat here. I think that uh, no matter what happens on, in this game, as long as you don't have any injuries, as long as you don't put up a complete stinker of a performance, 
Um, you know, it's, it's a tough game early in the season and it's a long season. So we're definitely going to be taking our time with the overreactions, even though it's more fun just to lose our minds every time, you know, something goes wrong. I think, you know, we're going to try and stay level-headed. Um, hey, Michigan State's also one and two. Hey, yeah, they well, I don't know. James Madison's a, a much better loss than, than the two that yeah, James Madison's a wagon in all sports. What a what an athletic program. What an athletic program. Outstanding. Um the NCAA hates them though, but move on. <laughs> well, speaking of football, you want to jump into the uh into the football preview portion of this episode? Sure. Uh Maryland takes on Michigan Saturday at noon. Michigan 10 and 0. Uh they've won 26 straight regular season games. Uh they've won the last seven games against Maryland. Uh, Michigan. I'm just gonna hype them up here. Michigan has out, outscored their opponents 39 to seven and a half this season. That that doesn't even sound real uh, coming coming off my tongue. But yeah, obviously a ginormous yet far fetched opportunity for for Maryland here. Uh, they sit at six and four. They already clinched bowl eligibility. They did that with a victory against Nebraska last weekend. But Michigan right now without head coach Jim Harbaugh, which we'll go a little bit more into, but they're looking like one of the best teams in the country right now. And Maryland will have their hands full on the uh, big new kickoff. Yeah. Well, I hate to break the news to Jim Harbaugh, but unfortunately Maryland is America's team this week. Um, Everybody is, you know, talking about Michigan for all the wrong reasons with the sign stealing, with the scandal, with Harbaugh being suspended. But, but like you said, you listed off all the numbers. They speak for themselves. (laughs) This is, maybe the most dominant team in the country so far. I don't know if we can say best, but they're in that, they're in that upper echelon right there. You know, they're, they're going to have a chance to be the number one team in the college football playoff if they were to win out. Um, Yeah. I mean, they're, they're absolutely dominant. Um, And they, they, they backed up everything that they said during this, you know, beginning of the season with all the hype and um, they, they've not dropped off at all. Um, Despite all the noise around them, they've just continued to roll Um, really impressive win against Penn state. Um, we know how good Penn State can be. We saw what they were able to do to Maryland, just completely dismantling them. And, and Michigan kind of commanded that game from start to finish, ran the ball something like 35 straight times. Um, they were just controlling the line of scrimmage against a really, really, really good Penn State defensive front. Um, so, yeah, this is maybe Maryland's toughest matchup of the season. I know the Ohio State game was on the road, um, but but Michigan is the class of the Big Ten, back-to-back Big Ten champions. Going to be a really, really tough game. But there's no doubt that with everything going on and just Michigan and what people think of Michigan, uh, it, the world will definitely be rooting for Maryland. The question is just whether or not that's enough. Yeah, it's just Michigan. They've had they've had zero on the field. They've had zero problems with any of their games this season. Zero. If if you look at their Big Ten slate against Rutgers, thirty-one to seven. Nebraska, forty-five to seven. Minnesota, fifty-two to ten. Indiana, fifty-two to seven. Michigan State 49 to nothing. Michigan uh, Purdue 41 to 13. Penn State 24 to 15. In my opinion, the only way, the only way Maryland has a chance of keeping this somewhat close is if Michigan goes into this game. And I doubt they're going to do this. I doubt they're going to be, I, I assume they're going to be very well prepared, even though they're they're under interim coach Sharon Moore. Next week is the game. It's 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 gonna be, you know, number three versus number two in the country, most likely. The winner will have an automatic bid uh, to the college football playoff, but Michigan—they are—they are unbelievable. Uh, JJ McCarthy is having a Heisman campaign. Uh, he's thrown 18 touchdowns, only has three interceptions. He doesn't make mistakes. 
Um, he's second in the nation in a QBR of almost 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 93. It just seems like Michigan cannot do any wrong this season. Obviously, they have a two-headed monster at running back with Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards. I'm running out of breath speaking of all the of all the good things Michigan has. Um, they're averaging close to 200 rushing yards per game. Uh, the defense, like we said, is allowing just over seven points per game. Uh, in, in in Big Ten play, that they're, they're allowing under ten points per game. Oof. I think I think we might we we got the point. I think uh, Michigan certified really 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 good at football this year. Um, they're about twenty point favorites. Us, I checked over Maryland. Not surprising at all. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting this game not even to be close. We got the big noon kickoff show coming to College Park, which is which is interesting. We'll see how many you know people turn out for that. But uh, but it certainly seems like all the momentum being on Michigan's side, just with how dominant they've been, you know, Maryland getting that sixth win felt like a little bit of an accomplishment. Uh, Michigan had no problem at all getting, getting to that point. Like you said, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, even though Edwards hasn't been quite as dominant, maybe, or at least as dynamic as he was last year, that's still a lethal duo at the running back position, especially with Corum. And we know what he did to Maryland last year. I think he ran for over 200 yards, had a couple fourth down touchdowns, um, just, just backbreakers. You mentioned J.J. McCarthy. He's kind of the star of the show because he's a starting quarterback, super, super talented. Um, numbers have been pretty good this year. Kept the ball out of harm's way for the most part. Roman Wilson, I believe, is his top target. But you got uh, but you got all sorts of targets over the field. Great tight end as well. Uh, Loveland, I believe, is his name. Um, really, really talented team. Maryland is going to have to pull out all the stops to win this game. This would be you know, one of those program altering wins was the way it was uh it was said even by mike loxley even by the players um what's at stake this weekend if maryland is going to win this game what do you think the path to that is huh. um well i'll premise this by I, I i don't think there is any path but 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 if they were to somehow pull this off they would i don't I, I think well. I think Talia Tagovailoa needs to have the game of a lifetime. Um, he needs to have the best game of, of his career, uh, his final game uh, in Siku Stadium. Um, and then Maryland needs to limit the turnovers. Uh, they've had so many backbreaking turnovers that they had three against Nebraska. You go against such a stout defense, and if you if you give them an inch there, they're going to take a mile. And it's so I think it's playing playing clean football, which is so hard to do against the Michigan defense. And then you need Talia to go out there and absolutely ball and have the greatest game of his life in front of a national audience. Yeah. Well, I think last week we can just, we can put in the rear view, the opposite of clean football um, that will not fly at all against the team. You you play like you did against Nebraska against Michigan and you're going to get run out of your own stadium. Um, yeah. I think like you said, Talia needs to have an absolutely outstanding game. He needs to have the best game of his career. If Maryland's going to win this one, um, it is an interesting point that you brought up about the potential look ahead spot, you know, not necessarily with Michigan, but with Ohio State. We've seen that twice uh, since Maryland joined the Big Ten, where uh, they hosted Ohio State and those games were down to the wire the week before the Michigan game. Um, I've always kind of gotten the sense that Ohio State is a little bit more like ridiculous with their uh, Michigan prep than maybe Michigan is. Feels like they're they're a little bit better at taking it one game at a time. But regardless, um, this is a massive uphill battle. I think the turnovers, like you mentioned, on the defensive end um, are going to be huge for Maryland. You need to force turnovers against a team that's really, really hard to turn over if you're going to win this game. Everybody needs to be tuned up. This is one of those games where you need kind of a perfect performance if you're Maryland to to win this game, maybe even just to hang around in it. That's how dominant Michigan has been. But 
like we've seen in some, you know, we saw in the Ohio State game, we saw for a moment in the Penn State game, even though it unraveled really, really quickly. And as we've seen last year, you know, in the Maryland-Michigan game, you know, this team is capable of hanging around with with some of the big boys in this conference, even if they haven't necessarily gotten that big win yet. We talk about it every week, still no ranked wins against Big Ten opponents since joining the conference. If this is going to be the week, you need to put on display what you did at Ohio State for three quarters. You need to do that for four quarters, maybe even more against Michigan, just knowing how much in a groove they're in and how hard they are to stop. Maryland needs to play a perfect game. I don't think anyone's necessarily expecting them to play a perfect game because they haven't yet. And I don't think any team has, but uh, but that's probably what it's going to take. This is probably their biggest test of the season. Yeah, and, and no, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, Maryland played Michigan pretty close last year. They ended up losing by, by, by only one possession. But just the way Michigan is rolling this year, they're just dismantling all their opponents, uh, especially in conference play. It's just, I, I don't think an, an uphill battle even, even does, uh, does it justice. Yeah, and also the last home game of the season. Um, it's going to be a lot of Michigan fans there. You know, we well, know how it plays out. Well, and and the other thing, which which you can kind of laugh at, but it it really is something, is that the the Maryland University did announce that that Thanksgiving break was extended, so there might be a fair amount of students that that, that will be leaving to to go home um, before the game. Maryland student section has been pretty good throughout the season, but I think there is a ch- chance that it's not as prolific only because of that decision for this game. Yeah, I mean, but I think we can we can agree, no matter it's what. Gonna, it is, Maryland's not, Maryland has never won a game because of Correct. its intimidating. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not affecting the outcome. I'm just talking about the atmosphere of the last home game. That's all. That's all. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, especially with the with the, I joke about the big noon kickoff show and all that, but but there is a little bit of intrigue about that stuff. But like you said, with the Thanksgiving break being extended, yes. everything you know, anecdotally as a student, I can say that there's certainly a, a lot of my friends are questioning whether they even want to go to the game um just because of how the recent home games have gone but uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see that it'll be interesting to see you know what the national perspective is on maryland um we're hoping to you know maybe maybe see a little bit more when that show comes on the air and when we hear people talking about it but it is always interesting when we're in this you know maryland bubble kind of analyzing everything week by week what people think of maryland um i think that people still have maybe a little bit of a, of a higher expectation than we do just because they haven't necessarily been privy to the, to the weekend week out mistakes. And, you know, they, they see the quarterback with the tongue of Iloa last name and everything, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, tough challenge. And with that noon slate, you're kind of kicking off the first big game quote unquote of the day. If you get run out of your own building, like it, it does not reflect well at all. So it's a huge opportunity for the program to kind of, once again, we talk about this every week when they play Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, a real opportunity to kind of put yourself on the map and get that signature win. And then all the season, all of a sudden, this season that has tumbled a little bit into a bit of a disappointment, all of a sudden, eight wins is back on the table. You got a win over a top five team. And all of a sudden, you start looking at the season a lot differently. That's how much this win could possibly mean if they were to pull off the monumental upset of a lifetime. Yeah, and, and and again, we go back to this, but Maryland should. I mean, well, they, they lost the games and they deservedly did, but they probably should be eight and two right now. Uh, the games against Illinois and North and Northwestern, that's tough, backbreaking losses. I mean, it, it's it's tough for Maryland this season. Just the the outlook and perspective on the season is just so much different now. Um, and after this game, it's likely that they'll be six and five, and then a really tough contest against Rutgers to close the season. Either way, uh, it's week by week. You go against one of the best opponents in the country 
this weekend, you, you t- take it at that. Yeah, well, we both predicted Maryland basketball to lose at Villanova, although we expected them to keep it close. I don't think either of us are necessarily going to predict Maryland to keep it close this weekend, but what is your score prediction for Saturday? Say this. I think Maryland basketball has a chance to be Villanova. Maryland football does not have a chance to be Michigan. And this is and with the score I'm about to give, it is no disrespect to Mike Loxley or the Maryland football program. Oh, I'm really worried. If you're already doing disclaimers about you don't mean disrespect. Okay. okay. Michigan has outscored Big Ten opponents, including the Penn State game, by 42 points a game. With yeah. that said, 49-12. to 12. 12. How does Maryland get to 12? Is that four Jack House field goals? Dude, his confidence is through the roof. It should be after hitting the game winner. Great moment for him. Um, so 49 to 12 is your number. Um, yeah, Michigan <laughs> is going to win this game. Most like if Maryland wins this game, that would be <laughs> mind boggling. We were talking about it, you know, Maryland, you know, knowledge aside, covering the team, interacting with the fans and everything, all that aside and all the excitement that would bring. Um, just Maryland winning this game would be the funniest thing to happen this season, just with everything that's gone over with Michigan. Like I said, everybody's going to be rooting for Maryland in this game. There's probably going to be a ton of people tuning in that haven't watched Maryland this year. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really interesting to see what, what people, what people think of the team. Um, unfortunately, like you, I'm expecting Michigan to, you know, continue to roll, go into that Ohio state game undefeated. Uh, so I'm going to say Michigan wins uh, 45 to 14. I think Maryland scores late. I don't think this game is really close for that long. I think Michigan, the way you saw that they ran the ball with such confidence against Penn State and the way that they were able to get those timely big plays against Maryland last year, I think there's a good chance that this game just gets out of hand really quickly and that Maryland falls behind early and just doesn't have a chance of breaking through that really, really good Michigan defense that has certainly a case as you know one of the best in the country. Yeah, if Maryland wins this game, it's it's time to start, uh, you know, collecting your non-perishable cans because the world is actually ending. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to look at it. But uh, but you know, we're we're hopeful that maybe we get a good game on Saturday. It's never fun when there's a blowout, regardless of who you're rooting hey, for. It's our hey, it's 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 our it's our last time covering a Maryland football home game, so we'll see. Yeah, no one ever gives Senior Day recognition to the writers, do they? They never do. They really should, honestly. Well, uh, we'll be back on probably Saturday after the game. Uh, recapping what we saw when Maryland plays Michigan. We'll also be talking about that basketball game. Like I said, we're going to be making that quick drive back to College Park, so I don't oh. know if we'll be able to get a uh, an immediate yeah. reaction to that Villanova game, but but we're going to try to uh, to hit on it as much as we can. And obviously, you can follow all of our coverage at tostudotimes.com if you're interested in the written coverage. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Andrew, anything to say before we sign off? I got nothing. It's an exciting week for, for Maryland sports, definitely. Yeah, a lot of potential. Uh, should be should be really interesting to see how everything plays out. We will see you on Saturday. Thank you all for listening.